Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. All right, welcome back into 365 Sports. It's a Tuesday at a nearly 5, so it's time for Off the Radar as we take a look at a grab bag of stories that are going around and uh, certainly last night the big story was Aaron Rodgers and the Jets debut that uh, did not go according to plan we talked about it a little bit earlier on the show but uh, Aaron Rodgers out for the entire year Uh, an Achilles tear confirmed by an MRI on Tuesday Uh, but Zach Wilson former BYU star uh, given a big endorsement from head coach Robert Sala now that's it's one thing to say it. It's another thing. I don't know about everybody believing it, but uh, he did go in there and he, you know, helped them get to a, to a win last night. But uh, Aaron Rodgers is officially ruled out. That's obviously uh, one of the biggest uh, stories in, in sports today. And I'm just still in amazement. That's I mean, that just it, – it's, it's like the biggest bubble burst yeah. that I can recall in a really long time. I saw him, you know, and I was like – the guy had it on off to the left a little bit, and I was like, wait a minute. Well, he's okay. And then they showed the replay, and then somebody showed something like up close, and you could tell that it looked like he cracked, almost like he cracked his ankle, which was the – man, I mean, I hate it for but, him. I know he's not the most popular guy. He can be a prick sometimes, but I just – I mean, he is a great football player, and I the Jets fans are like just gunshot. I just think it's – like it's worse for the league when the best – any league when your best players can't play. And yeah. that stinks. So, however you feel about Aaron Rodgers, yeah, I mean, look. But that's part of sports is not like in a gra- – like, you know, um, I can't tell you how many athletes I've disliked over my lifetime for completely arbitrary reasons that don't make sense. Right. You know, but they do – I mean, that's sports, you know. So, I think it's bad. It's a bummer for the league. It's a bummer for Jets fans. It's a bummer for the Jets. Uh, we'll see. I think they have a really good coach in Robert Sala. They have a, a defense that looks really, really legit that yes. is, is going to win games. And mm-hmm. I that's hope for – That's Josh Allen. Yeah, I hope for Zach Wilson's sake that he's picked up a couple things in these few months that he's had Aaron Rodgers with him because otherwise – New York's a tough place to play, and I know that, like, it's a celebrity-driven thing, but I've never seen Jet fan celebrities show out like they did last night. If you look before the game, 
you know, the Jets put out the tweet, Edie Falco from the Sopranos was there and Method mm-hmm. Man and Justin Timberlake and like all these people, like Aaron Rodgers had created this buzz around the Jets that was over in four plays. Yeah, four plays, and it was uh, done just like that. So we'll see what the future holds for him at nearing 40 years old. I mean, I know Tom Brady, you know, did his thing beyond 40, but that's not everybody now. Uh, But there is a better chance of it happening in this day and age than there ever was before. And I definitely don't think that we've, like, seen the end of Aaron Rodgers by any means. But it's just going to be a really long time to until we uh, get to see him again so uh, that was obviously one of the bigger stories uh, or biggest stories coming out of uh, last night entering today so it will be BYU Zach Wilson who is the man uh, in charge of that high-powered you know uh, cast of characters led by Garrett Wilson but uh, but especially by that defense that catch by Wilson was spectacular yeah it was uh, it was good stuff and he's 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 got a highlight reel like few others. I mean, he's got catches like that in high school or similar like difficulty levels at Ohio State. I mean, he's a he's a freak show in the best kind of way. Uh, all right, so on Saturday, uh, Colorado beats Nebraska. We haven't talked about that really at all. I wonder why you you just refuse to talk about Nebraska. <laughs> Um, even though we know the head coach and you're a fan of the program, we just no, dodge talking about them. No, no, no. I love talking about them. We got a helmet behind me that he sent to us. I, I will always love them. I'm just so numb to it, but I still love the Huskers. Yeah, but after the game, I think that there was some controversy when Shadur Sanders uh, made some comments about Matt Rule and talked about the disrespect and how personal that game was. Uh, you know, Dion chimed in as well. Uh, but Shadur saying it was extremely personal. We go out there to warm up. You got the head coach from the other team trying to stand in the middle of the buff. It's okay if a couple players do it, but when you got the whole team trying to disrespect that, then I'm not going for that at all. I went in there and disrupted it. The Buffaloes mean a lot to me. That's when I knew it was extreme disrespect. And if you'll remember, he was also disrespected by Kendall Bryles in the week one. And yeah. I don't know what, what it's going to be this week, but um, Matt Rule did respond. And that's why I bring it up is because he talked yesterday and said that he always brings the team to midfield for a pregame prayer and that it wasn't intentionally being disrespectful to Colorado or to the Buffalo or Shador Sanders or anybody. He said, we do it at every stadium. I asked Shador if he wanted to pray with us. We just take a moment as a team. I want that field to be safe for everybody. But they were also uh, obviously the Sanders family talking about comments that Rule had made previously about Dion that they felt was a slight and you know I just wanted to pass along that rule did address that and said that you know there wasn't anything intentional it was a it was a pregame prayer um and I don't think he delved um you know too much further other than saying that he's never disrespected an opponent so that's his side of the story but I am curious of like if every week Colorado wins it's like that towel guy Knew a guy that knew no, a guy that disrespected my cousin, and it's like, and now you're pissed about that. But I yeah. mean, whatever works works because they're two and zero, and hey, man, they've got an edge about them, no doubt. But it's just, it's yeah. just kind of funny that eventually that runs out. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, yeah, and yeah. no one believed the Chiefs were going to win the Super Bowl, and they use it is getting to the point where I understand they've got a chip on their shoulder, and a lot of people did take some tremendous shots at what sure. Dion was doing. But I remember what started with Rule, and that. It was something about him, how he's going to build his football team. He never brought up Colorado. He never brought up Dion. He just brought up how they're going to do it in Lincoln, which obviously has not kicked in like it has in Boulder. But this thing now with, like, everybody is up again. I Yeah, just it, 
you're good. You're a great story. I think this just brings it down a little bit that, you know, somebody disrespected. You could always find someone who disrespects you. Yeah, I, and I thought when he said that, I was like, what did rule? I mean, I know that he they made comments about, about a video or something, too. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I mean, I know there was comments there was at one a, point about the roster. There was a press roster. conference about the roster and how they're going to build the roster and how he was going to do it, unlike anywhere. And, I, and then there was a few columnists that took it and ran. Michael Wilbon took it and ran. Uh, I it. Uh, here's look, man. I, they have ten thousand people that question how they were so doing. So here's what I wonder about. Like I think, like I look back to the Kendall thing that they said that when he disrespected Shador, I wonder did he disrespect Shador or did he treat him like everybody else at the camp? And that is disrespect because he was at a camp at Florida State where his father is one of the only two numbers that they've retired, and the other one is Ron Simmons, Farouk. Yeah. Uh, but two numbers he's retired, and that was why he was disrespected. Uh, because, look, I, I know a great many things about, like, Kendall Bryles because we know him, and I will tell you he's anything but stupid, and to ignore Deion Sanders' kid at Deion Sanders' land – is a dumb thing. I just wonder if he treated him like all the other recruits there. And then you manufacture, you manufacture, you manufacture because of all the different things, or if it's legit, I just think that sometimes a perceived slight and a slight are two different things. But like you said, Craig, um, it's kind of the Durham, uh, the bull Durham thing where, you know, if you think that you're on a hot streak because of whatever reason you're on a hot streak, then you are. Right. So if they can continue to convince themselves that it's Colorado against planet Earth, then that's fine. But if they turn on the television and watch anybody talk about it, then that, they better not do that because Fox, right now it's not. Yeah, Fox rolls in for their third consecutive weekend out of three weekends to have their show <laughs> in Bol- or you know at a Colorado game, I should say. Yeah, yeah I mean th- – I, I get it. I get where they're coming from, but I just wanted to give Matt Rule's side of, of that because it was obviously a big deal when Shador said what he said, and I was curious as to what Matt Rule was going to say in response, so I think he handled it well. He also said that at the end of the game, because they were expecting like a big crowd reaction, that he was basically being told, like, hey, just go ahead and run off. And he said, no, I'm not. I, he's like, I don't care if I get trampled. I'm going to go across the field and shake. Coach, hand, Coach, hand, yeah. or Coach Prime's hand, and so uh, I don't care if I get beaten up by a mob, as I think the way that he phrased it. I'm going to go over there and um, shake Coach Sanders' hand. So there's a Matt Rule side of it, and you know what? Colorado's the talk of the town, man. They are they are it right now. So I don't know what beef. I don't know what beef they've got with Colorado State. Well, that's just a natural rival, so I guess it's already built in, huh? They, but I don't know if there's somebody on that staff that was talking noise at some point in time. Oh God! But if they, if they were. were, then we will know about it. I am sure. And, uh, you know, I think, Paul, you bring up a good point that at, at this stage, there's definitely a lot of doubters. There's definitely people that question, you know, different things. I mean, G.J. Kinney also rebuilt the roster in, in exactly the same type of extreme fashion, but they're not as, as high on the, the totem pole, obviously. So it's not that that was even a unique Dion thing, but that is where it was kind of brought to light. So I see where they feel like they were kind of attacked, and especially now that you're winning, you're like, see, we told you so. And there is, you know, there is merit to that. But to say that, uh, you know, like the whole country's against you, that just wouldn't be true. And that's evidenced by the TV ratings. That's evidenced Absolutely. by the uh, network coverage. And, again, 
going to have more of the, the national shows there again this weekend. But as far as last weekend goes, some of the uh, TV ratings, no surprise here, Texas and Alabama topped the whole weekend with a big nighttime broadcast on ESPN, pulling in uh, 8.76 million viewers for that contest. And I think that it was actually more, I guess, when you consider streaming and all of those things that go into, you know, the full equation. I know that's kind of a... a uh, like I, it's it's kind of confusing right now how ratings ratings are tabulated versus the way they were traditionally when you just had one way that people watch TV basically and now with streaming I think it's a little bit more complicated but 8.8 million viewers was the top game for college football this weekend and that was Texas and Alabama but who do you think was number two I I know it yep uh, 8.73 300 thousand viewers behind. It was Nebraska and Colorado, the noon kickoff on Fox. That's what the power of Nebraska football brings to the table. Yeah, that's why. No, you know what, though? It is. It is, but it's also the Dion effect, and that was the perfect combination, the perfect rivalry game, the the perfect, you know, first weekend, not for Nebraska, but for Colorado to to have that win, to really propel them into that game, to be at home, to have that atmosphere, and then to have that that opponent opponent so timely. Yeah, 8.73, so that nearly edged. Bama and Texas. And I know they're like different TV windows and whatnot, but still pretty impressive, man. One of the things that was the difference, and I saw this from, I think, Sports Business Journal, right? I wasn't our end, but is that Pat McAfee does his own broadcast. Right. And there was like 800,000 people or whatever the number was watching him and added to what was the typical TV rating it put them over the top for the most numbers on that day. Either way, yeah. that's a very healthy, great numbers for both of those games. Yeah, it's, it's great for Bama, Texas. It's great for Colorado. You know, now if you're Brett Yormark, you're just you, you're doing everything po- possible to try and ensure that Deion Sanders is the head coach of Colorado for as long as possible because, you know, you talk about a Utah or you talk about uh, a K-State or a TCU or whoever. I mean, you had Colorado with this sort of, you know, energy behind them. And, I mean, they're going to be right there at the top of, of attention in the uh, new Big 12 come next year. But Nebraska-Colorado just nearly as much as uh, Bama-Texas and in Miami. Big drop-off to get to them, the number three most-watched broadcast. But over 4 million watched Miami's upset of Texas A&M. How are we handling that at this point, Paul? I mean, it's weird, but... You uh, cannot have two favorite teams. I mean, it's, it, you know, it's weird. I don't, I mean, again, it, it look, I I still, you know... I hope for good things, but it's just one loss. It's and is it good four Miami million, team? Four million's a good two schools that floundered last year, mm-hmm. trying to find a way, and they said it a thousand times. It was a very entertaining game. Yeah, it was. It yeah. was one of the best. Look, the two of the best games of the football weekend in the NFL involved the teams from Miami, the Hurricanes and the Dolphins. Dolphins against yeah, the Chargers, were great. Yeah. Um, you know, like I, I, I did look, and I said this, and I got to stick to it. It was better. For fans of the three schools when we were all good. So if Miami's going to be good again, as much as I enjoyed that thorough beatdown, it will get boring if that's the thing every year. Yeah. So uh, I am for Miami being good every game but one a year. That's fine with me. Yeah, well, they were better than A&M on uh, mm-hmm. Saturday as they got that win, a little over $4 million. Iowa, Iowa State pulled in uh, – Almost 3.4 million. It was the fourth most watched broadcast. And then Michigan, 
They've just got that built-in number automatically where they're going to hit a million no matter what. But 2.97 million viewers for UNLV, UNLV Michigan. That was going on opposite of Iowa, Iowa State. So uh, they probably split some of those numbers there. But uh, going down the line, Oregon, Texas Tech had 2.28 million viewers on Saturday night uh, to see the Ducks' big win. And uh, let's see, Baylor, Utah, 1.3 million. Kansas, Illinois on Friday night, 1.36 million. So uh, just interesting to see who hit the million mark and above and, and especially was curious about Nebraska, Colorado, and A&M, Alabama. Uh, both of those almost identical, 8.76 to 8.73 million. So pretty healthy numbers for college football. And like pales in comparison are like the 20-plus million the NFL draws um, for their, their bigger games and more featured games. And a final thing for you here, um, Ohio State has named a quarterback, Kyle McCord, their starter for the remainder of the season. Uh, that coming out officially earlier today. Uh, you know, there was some questions about how that was going to go. And uh, Kyle McCord uh, is uh, going to be the guy for the remainder of the year, according to head coach Ryan Day. So we had mentioned that. I wanted to, to pass that along. So there's a few things off the radar. All right. Thank you, Craig. I love getting those numbers. I, I really enjoy It's not so much anymore because everyone wants to complain or match or compare to conferences among conferences. I love getting those numbers and that Anything about what well, isn't anything above four very healthy or above I think three? Above, I think above three is pretty healthy. Yeah. I think uh, you know it's good to hit a million or over. That's a good mm-hmm. spot. Um, if you do that, that's pretty healthy. But then I think yeah, once you get into like three and four, then you're starting to get. In, but then like when you get to those sevens, eights, and well, that's when you're talking Ohio State, Texas, Michigan. Very few teams that can well, can bring that for you. Yeah, what well, I, I think you you want your base like Notre Dame's got that perfect baseline where even in their most boring game of the year against the opponent that you're like, oh this this was a replacement. You know, yeah, they're gonna get three million people watching Notre Dame. If you can average three million watching your games, even on the duds then that's a pretty darn good. That means that your brand is out there because, you know, what are you doing? I'm watching Notre Dame versus Tennessee Tech. Mm-hmm. Oh, why? Well, because Notre Dame's up. You know, and so that's that's where you – that's that's the sweet spot. I think $3 million, and then everything above that turns into gravy. Yeah, so. absolute gravy. And I guess I should add because it just popped up here, but – just to show you the difference in the NFL. Oh, no. <laughs> don't mean, do it. Don't do it. No. Uh, the <laughs> highest rated game, Detroit and Kansas City, was a Thursday night kickoff, 24.75 million. So triple what Texas, Bama, or Nebraska, Colorado got. Uh, Dallas, excuse me, Eagles, Patriots got 21 plus million people. Dallas, New York, Sunday night. And that was a blowout game that was oh. not entertaining at all. Um, but mean, 20 plus, yeah, 20 plus million <laughs> viewers for. Dallas, New York, so that just shows you the power of the NFL. Like, but, yeah, I mean, for a Cowboys fan, I'm sure it was great. Le- Le- Levi and I loved it. Yeah, I bet you did. I bet you did. <laughs> yeah. There is a conspiracy to help the Cowboys in any way, even Aaron Rodgers hurting himself. They don't that's, have to play against that's him this the, week. Here's the thing. Somebody needs to let the Cowboys in on that conspiracy because they're clearly not taking advantage of it in 27 years. No, but really, how many times? I'd love to go back. I, bet I didn't I, have my driver's license when they won the last one. Every other game that they play, the quarterback the week before is hurt, and it has to do with a conspiracy. I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but I am hey, on that one. Again, I had not driven a car without someone in it with me when they won the Super Bowl the last time. Yeah, man, I uh, I definitely wasn't driving, but it's it's such a far-gone memory at this point. I did see uh, Roger Dodger mentioned Colorado getting the non-college football crowd helps through. Absolutely. Like, I mean, yeah, that's like the, Super Bowl type. They're right? a huge yeah. draw because of, of Coach Prime, and they're absolutely getting the, the casuals that maybe not – 
would be watching otherwise and um, getting a lot of other people as well that would never be watching. So, yeah, definitely the power of Prime uh, there for sure. And I saw, what was that, the uh, UFC or UCF kickoff also announced? Um, uh, 8 p.m. versus... Did I see it? Kansas State on FS1. Oh, there so is. there's a little yep. prime time. Okay, thanks for who passed that UCF along. UCF underscore realist. UCF realist for passing along 8 p.m. FS1 for US, UCF and uh, Kansas State. That'll be a fun game. All right. Thank you, Craig. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.